It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of this week's show, a big thank you to Jeremy Fedor for pinch hitting on this show last week. Jeremy is the Guardians team historian, and uh, I was under the weather last week. Some uh, serious throat problems. It would have sounded awful in terms of a gravelly voice, and I uh, was battling through some things, and Jeremy uh, did a great job putting together the show last week, and I thank him so much for hosting and uh, giving you hopefully an entertaining show. Great chat with Bobby D on uh, the life and times of Gaylord Perry. So thank you to Jeremy Fedor for that. Coming up on this week's show, another in our look back at some of the great games of 2022, that 15-inning classic that clinched the American League wildcard series against Tampa Bay. That'll be our show this week. It's a beauty and also, we'll check in with Zach Meisel from The Athletic. He was out in San Diego at baseball's winter meetings. The uh, world of baseball just finishing up the winter meetings on uh, Thursday, Friday, that time frame. Guardians, apparently, they have signed Josh Bell, a power-hitting first baseman that uh, certainly will balance the lineup nicely. Still on the lookout for some catching help. Luke Maley has signed with the Cincinnati Reds, so half of that veteran catching tandem will not be back. Austin Hedge is still a free agent. And Terry Francona talked about the catching situation, specifically what he's seen from young Bo Naylor and what he could bring to this ball club. Okay, we love the kid. How, how do you not? I mean, he's, he's, he's a great kid. And his year this year was phenomenal. I mean, he, he kind of he went back to repeat double A because it was a little bit of a struggle the year before. Not only does he do great there, but he goes to AAA and continues, not just continues hitting, but learning how to run the pitch, you know, the game and, the, and caring about the right things. I mean, his future is really, really bright. Is that opening day? I, I don't know if we know. I'm not even sure if we know it's in his best. There's things we need to answer. But if you're asking if we love him, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I'm t I'm telling you, and I'm I'm being as honest as I can. When the season starts, we will have a catcher catching. I promise you. I just want I me mean, like the winter meetings. You know, some you know you hear like, well, these guys won the winter meetings. 
sometimes we need to be patient sometimes. That's Chris and Cherney do it. They, I think, you know, I don't know how it is viewed from afar, but from us that are with them, they've earned our trust. We know how they operate and how they work, and they'll, fi they'll figure something out. That's just one of the many subjects that manager Terry Francona touched on at the winter meetings, but catching will be top of mind as the team prepares for spring training in a couple of months. Now stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Zach Meisel from The Athletic. Does some great work there. He was at the winter meetings in San Diego, and we'll get his thoughts on some of the things that happened both with the Guardians and nationally on the baseball front when we come back after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for Sports Stuff You Definitely Could Not Do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Joining us now, Zach Meisel from The Athletic does great work for that fine publication covering the Guardians over the course of uh, the calendar year. We used to say season, but uh, it's calendar year now. And in December, that means baseball's winter meetings. They just concluded out in San Diego, California. And uh, Zach, four days in San Diego, California, not too bad this time of year, but uh, baseball winter meetings, did you get to see the outside of the hotel at all, or were you on lockdown uh, trying to chase down stories most of the time? No, you know, Rosie, it was only in the low 60s, and it was a little windy, so I, I tried to stay inside in the shelter and the, the warmth as much as I could. <laughs> People don't want to hear that. Um, boy, a beautiful city, though, and and uh, a pretty good winter meetings in terms of activity when when you were on the flight heading home, did, did you feel like uh, there was enough activity there in terms of big signings and some things going on for the Guardians that, that it was a uh, worthwhile time again? Well, I personally, I, I feel like there's, I'm never satisfied and there's never enough activity. And uh, especially, you know, even, even though there was a, a big signing with Josh Bell and to come to Cleveland, to, I'm a little nervous when I fly back just because uh, a few years ago they traded Edwin Encarnacion for Carlos Santana and some other pieces in there during the flight back from the winter meeting. So I'm just always stressed that something's going to break when I'm on the, the plane and the Wi-Fi won't work and I'll be panicking and there'll be nothing I can do about it. Um, so even though there was some activity, I, I just I want all of it to get done in those few days at the winter meeting so that there's no chance of anything else happening. And because of the pandemic, it's been a while since there's been a, a traditional winter meetings. Did it feel normal back to kind of the, the normal baseball routine of a winter meetings in December? It did. And, and I think it was, I think everybody enjoyed it to an extent, you know, even the, the executives who get stuck in their swanky hotel suites for a few days. Um, I think they even enjoyed 
seeing people in person and and getting to just talk shop a little bit um you know i think we could all get a little bit fatigued from the practices of zoom or or you know talking on the phone and so it's still good to have that face-to-face interaction and and just to hear that you know there's that buzz in like the lobby of the main hotel that seemingly doesn't dissipate over 24 hours in a day and there's just always people talking people trying to figure out what's going to happen next and I think it's more than anything I think it's healthy for the sport you know you see all the different TV and radio setups um, throughout the hotel and people going to be interviewed and it's just it's, it's a great spectacle and it brings some much needed attention to baseball uh, during what would normally be a, a pretty quiet period and I think it helps to spur some activity so yeah all good things and, and definitely great to to have it back in person. And Zach Meisel was there in San Diego earlier this week. And uh, Zach, let's start with the the Guardians news. And again, nothing official yet, but uh, it certainly seems like it's just a a matter of time and a formality. But Josh Bell added to the roster. And uh, gosh, it seems like a really good fit in terms of what the Guardians are trying to get to here for 2023. Yeah, it, it really should be a perfect marriage. I think you know, they didn't get the production they were hoping for from Framo Reyes last season. And, and when they cut ties with him, they didn't really have one guy waiting in the wings to to take over. So you saw a lot of just rotating, a lot of, oh, let's get Jose Ramirez off his feet today and tomorrow and play him at designated hitter. And, and I think the good thing for, for Cleveland is there were a lot of options, a lot of ways they could go here because even if you didn't sign a – pure dh or trade for a pure dh you could add somebody and and shift guys around to to fill that spot but they did enter this offseason with two targets in mind and jose abreu and josh bell and their their main hope was they'd get one of them and and they did and you you look at their numbers from the dh spot last season it was ugly They, they ranked last in the majors in offensive production um they ranked 27th in the league in production against left-handed pitching. Bell should shore up both of those deficiencies. And he can allow Josh Naylor to get off his feet a little bit more. He's a switch hitter, so you can play him against lefties and righties. He hits both pretty well. You know, it's it's interesting. It's He's been a guy who's had peaks and valleys throughout his career. But the valleys are not too low um he he draws so many walks that it kind of gives him a high floor so he fits really well into like the chris valeka hitting school where he doesn't strike out a ton which is pretty impressive for a power hitter Uh, he's hit up to 37 home runs in a season before so it's hard to determine exactly what he's going to give you at the plate in 2023 just because he's had so many different types of seasons but even Josh Bell at his worst is still an upgrade over what Cleveland had last year. And so that's why I think it's really a great fit. And the other big story that, that everyone was following that never really developed, uh, the catcher from the Oakland Athletics, Sean Murphy, still out there. And, and obviously uh, Cleveland has been linked to him. They need catching help heading into the season. Uh, what's going on there? How, how prevalent and how many teams are in on this guy from what you've seen? It's it's so interesting, and I, I think, you know, free agents, 
you always hear, oh, three, four teams have checked in on this player. And I think it's always more than that, too. Um, and it just becomes a bidding war, pretty much. But with trades, you know, I was talking to, to Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff about this in San Diego, where teams never really know where they stand in trade talks because all it takes is one team to come in and make a godfather offer and it's done. So, you know, you, you read so much and you hear so much and some of it might be confusing and might seem like things change from hour to hour, but the bottom line is nothing has happened as you pointed out. And so it's, it's tough. And you've seen some teams, pivot to other catching opportunities. The Cardinals went and, and signed Wilson Contreras. They had interest in Murphy. So it's tough because I think a team is what they might like in return from one team could be totally different from what they would want in return from another. And Cleveland and Oakland have been talking a lot longer than just the last week or so. This dates back to, to the summer when Cleveland had some interest. So at some point, Oakland's going to trade this guy because they're rebuilding and they want to move their players who have some value and can bring back some young players into their system. Um, but at some point, the staring contest will have to end, whether it's Cleveland or another team. You know, it's I think a lot of teams have checked in. It's just if you're going to pay the price Oakland wants, you must have a really desperate need for a catcher from Cleveland's standpoint. They definitely plan to add a new catcher into the fold, but they do have Bo Naylor waiting in the wings, whether it's at some point in early 2023 or over the summer or the following year, they expect him to be their catcher of the future. So I think that might play into this, why Cleveland isn't willing to just give up whatever Oakland wants. Zach Meisel joining us from the athletic. He was at the winter meetings in San Diego uh, some big signings, Jacob deGrom, Sander Bogarts, and of course the biggest Aaron Judge. Um, what's it like when, when you're there in San Diego, and, and obviously he's the marquee player, and there's so much attached to it because of the year he had and, and the team he plays for. Uh, can you take us inside when, when the news finally broke? What, was it anticlimactic, or, or was it a big surprise? Uh, what was it like when you were there? I think when it finally broke, it was anticlimactic because I think it happened around 5 a.m. West Coast time. So most people were still asleep. Um, But it was, you know, there were reports the day before that he might be headed to the Giants. And I was walking through the hotel lobby and I actually saw our old buddy Rajay Davis power walking toward Giants manager Gabe Kapler. And he was he was shouting, he said, Cap, Cap, uh, congrats, congrats, man. And Cap would turn around and was like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? And so he was obviously referring to, to Aaron Judge because there had been reports out there that he might be bound for San Francisco. Those ended up not coming to fruition. Um, and he goes back to New York. But you can see it's just, it's, it's chaos. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it can be sort of madness as everyone's sort of waiting on pins and needles, needles to to see what exactly is going to happen. Um, and just there's something there are pros and cons to, to every sports offseason. You know, there's there's the 
immediate rush of NBA free agency uh, because it seems like every single player signs the minute it starts. Baseball is methodical. It's slow. It's deliberate. It unfolds pretty at a pretty slow pace. But there is the, the one pro about that is that you just have no idea when the big news is going to drop. And it could be five minutes from now. It could be five weeks from now. It could be at 5 a.m. West Coast time, as we saw with Aaron Judge. Or it could be like Xander Bogarts, who signed. Uh, I think I got off my plane in Cleveland. It was after midnight Eastern, and uh, the news broke that he signed with San Diego. So it is cool. It, it, it creates a fun dynamic, just that you always have to be alert because that big news can happen at any time. Well, it, it was great to have the winter meetings back, that's for sure. Uh, missed them for the pandemic two years ago and then the lockout a year ago. So great to have some news. What do you see uh, active for a lot of teams between now and spring training, or does it quiet down quite a bit now, you think? Yeah, I'll, you know, we've seen some free agents come off the board. and There will be more, um, maybe the middle tier, and then eventually the lower tier, a lot of like a lot of the relievers um, and, and maybe some part-time players on offense, but still waiting for, for trades. You know, we haven't seen a ton in the trade market. So sometimes it takes the free agents to sign before teams shift their attention to the trade market. Sometimes it works the other way, frankly, but um, hopefully we'll, we'll see some fun trades take place. But yeah, the, the thing about baseball's offseason is that there are always moves to be made right up until, and sometimes even during spring training. So uh, we're what two months away about from spring training now, so that's plenty of time for more moves. Um, and it just seems like an arms race. I mean, it seems like every team is in buying mode this time of year, so uh, it'll be fun to see what everybody does over the next couple months. Well, Zach, enjoy the resumption of your off season if, if it comes to that, then uh, we'll catch up with you real soon, I'm sure. Thanks a lot for coming by, I appreciate it. Sounds good, Rosie. Take care. That's Zach Meisel from The Athletic. Stay tuned. More to come as Guardians Weekly continues after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field downtown Cleveland as we continue with our Game of the Week segments from the 2022 season. Not too many left. In fact, just two more as we'll have this week's show and then next week's show. And then we are on hiatus during the holidays and we'll be back after the new year with a full set of shows. But this will wrap it for our look back at some of the great games of 2022. And we take you to the American League Wild Card Series. Game 2, the Guardians already with a one nothing series lead over Tampa Bay. The opener highlighted by great pitching from Shane Bieber, a huge home run from Jose Ramirez, and in a best two out of three on a Saturday afternoon in downtown Cleveland, the Guardians had a chance to wrap up the series and move on to the American League Division Series. We begin on the mound. Tristan McKenzie was matched up against Tyler Glass. Now what a great pitching matchup, and McKenzie looks sharp early. Boy, right now Tampa Bay looks clueless against the McKenzie slider and curveball. They're getting half swings and misses, and looks like Rosie and I up there swinging a bat right now. McKenzie's pitch. Swing and a miss and a curveball. McKenzie has struck out the side in the last two innings. And they're on their feet again as the one-two's on its way. Swing and a miss, strike three. He chased the high fastball. Ramirez down on strikes, number seven for McKenzie. Side goes in order again, and we'll head to the bottom of the fourth. Still scoreless. Right-hander against right-hander. He's played the other way toward right, medium deep. The pitch, swung on, fly ball, left field. Stephen Kwan drifting back, makes the catch. And they'll rise to their feet again at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Trista McKenzie has been sensational, urging the crowd to get louder. But on the other side, Glass now was matching McKenzie pitch for pitch. He kept the Guardians' bats quiet. Naylor, left-handed batter, slightly open stance. The shift is on for him as well, very similar to what they had for Ramirez, the pitch. Swung on, ground ball into the shift. The second baseman Paredes fields and flips on to first in time for the out. And it's another smooth inning for Tyler Glass now with minimal pitches. We're headed to the fifth. Guardians nothing, the Rays nothing. In the bottom half of the sixth inning, Tampa Bay turned it over to its bullpen, and the Guardians picked up their first scoring opportunity, two walks and a hit batsman. Bases loaded, and who would they rather have at the plate than Jose Ramirez? Jason Adam, nowhere to put Jose Ramirez, a pitcher's worst nightmare. Here's the 2-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. He foul tipped a changeup into the catcher's mitt. Well, give Jason Adams some credit. Bases are still loaded. One out. 
Now Tampa Bay can drop back to double play depth. Now the two strike pitch to Josh Naylor. Swing and a ground ball to short. Franco runs to second, steps, throws, inning ending double play. What does that do to this game and to the series? Bases loaded, nobody out. The Guardians do not get a run out of it with Ramirez and Naylor at the plate. We go to the seventh, no score. Boy, and it was that kind of game throughout the day. And then in the top half of the seventh inning, James Karinchak was on for Cleveland. He replaced McKenzie and got a little help from Austin Hedges behind the plate to keep the Rays off the scoreboard. Margot looks like he wants to go. There he goes. Pitches high. Throw to second. Perfect tag. Made by Jimenez. Oh, what a throw by Austin Hedges. And we'll see if Tampa wants to challenge the call at second. You can't make a better throw than Austin Hedges just did to nail Manuel Margot. And there will be a challenge. This is going to be a big call by the crew in New York. The call on the field is confirmed. The runner is out. Tampa will lose one of their challenges. Well, an absolute missile of a throw by Austin Hedges. And it's stretch time at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Cleveland nothing. Tampa Bay nothing. So the game was still scoreless as we headed to the eighth inning. Next up for the Guardians bullpen, Trevor Steffen. Cleveland, Tampa Bay. Scoreless ball game, eighth inning. Two outs, nobody on. The payoff pitch to Yandy Diaz. Swung on, popped him up. Shallow left center. Rosario is out there. The shortstop waves everybody off. Makes the catch. And Trevor Steffen with a 1-2-3 inning. Bottom of the eighth coming up with the Guardians and the Rays. Still no score. But man, the Rays bullpen was also tough. They continue to put up zeros. And it was on in the ninth inning with Emmanuel Classe pitching for Cleveland. Now the 0-2. Swing and a weak chopper by the mound. The second baseman Jimenez charges, gloves, throws, and got him. Emmanuel Classe does the job again. Can Cleveland walk it off? The bottom of the ninth is next. Scoreless. So we headed to the bottom half of the ninth inning, and the Guardians were looking for a walk-off series-clinching win. Sold-out crowd here. Progressive field. They're on their feet, but... Two down now, nobody on in this scoreless game. The next offering. Slider got him swinging. We'll go to the 10th. Cleveland, Tampa Bay, no score. So on to the 10th, and the Rays tried to break through for the game's first run. They had a runner at third with two men out. So Mejia, square stance. Runner at third, two down in the 10th, no score. Now the 0-2. Swung on line drive toward right center. Miles Straw reaches out on a dead sprint and snagged it. Oh, Miles Straw with another gold glove play in the gap in right center. That looked like a surefire RBI hit. We'll go to the bottom of the 10th. We are still scoreless in Cleveland. Boy, that type of game, you need that great defense, and Straw showed it right there. The Guardians were unable to score in the bottom of the 10th, so it was on to the 11th, and Eli Morgan was on to pitch for the Guardians. Crowd back on their feet. Morgan's ready, and the two-strike pitch. Swing and a miss. What a changeup. So Eli Morgan's done his part. 
four up, four down, two punch outs. But same result in the bottom of the 11th inning for Cleveland. And we were still scoreless heading to the 12th. Angel De Los Santos was on to pitch for the guards. And the Rays were threatening with runners on the corners and two outs. Once again, we've got an 0-2 pitch forthcoming. Here it is. A swing and a bouncer toward third. Backhand by Ramirez. Foul ground throw to first. Scoop by Naylor. He got him. Tampa Bay will challenge the call. A backhanded grab by Ramirez going to the line. Falling into foul ground. A one-hop throw to first. A great scoop by Naylor. Did he keep the foot on the bag or did it come off? And Tampa Bay will challenge the call at first. Oh, what a play on both ends if it stands. If not, Tampa Bay's got a 1-0 lead. Ted Baird is hearing from New York what the call is. To me, the longer it goes, the worse it is. After review, the call stands. The runner is out. Tampa loses its second challenge. Tampa Bay's out of challenges, and the brilliance of Jose Ramirez goes both ways, at the plate, and in the field with a mammoth assist to Josh Naylor. Bottom of the 12th and a scoreless game is next. Boy, you look back at this game, some of the defensive plays just tremendous. Big reason why it went as long as it did. And the Guardians were blanked in the bottom of the 12th. Sam Henches came on to shut down the Rays in the top half of the 13th for Cleveland. Then it was Corey Kluber on to pitch for Tampa Bay in the bottom half of the 13th trying to keep this scoreless game going. Kluber, ever the stoic one. He's ready. And the 0-2 to Quan. Swung on, lifted high in the air to right. Margot is camped under it, and Corey Kluber sends this game to the 14th. No score. Rays and guards. Same result in the 14th inning with zeros on both sides, so we went to the 15th with the game still scoreless. Sam Hench is back out there pitching in his third inning of relief in the top half of the 15th. And now Hentges is one strike away from getting out of this mess. And those that can still get to their feet do so. Hentges is ready. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss! Maley picks it out of the dirt, throws to first. What a job by Hentges! Back-to-back strikeouts, runners at the corners with one down. How about that? And high fives in that third base dugout. Bottom of the 15th is next, still in a scoreless ball game. Corey Kluber came back to the mound for Tampa Bay in the bottom half of the 15th inning. And standing in to lead things off, Oscar Gonzalez. Oscar Gonzalez leads off the bottom of the 15th. Corey Kluber, this is his third inning of work. The right-handers pitch. A swing and a high fly! Deep left center field! It is gone! Hello, New York! Oscar Gonzalez sends the Guardians to the division series! A mob scene at home plate. A towering solo homer to left center to end this marathon incredible playoff game.
Cleveland walks it off in the 15th inning on the rookies blast to the bleachers in left center and Cleveland a one nothing win in 15 innings today over the Tampa Bay Rays and this place went bonkers and a short while later the champagne corks were popping in the Guardians clubhouse Shane Bieber joining us Shane you set the tone yesterday did you think the pitching could be yesterday? any better today was that yesterday I don't even know um, <laughs> yeah I did of course uh, I think uh, from our from our side of things I think being able to uh, get a one-game victory, one-game lead, and be able to hand the ball off to Tristan um, and have the bullpen relatively preserved was was a huge advantage in our in our uh, in our eyes. So uh, didn't expect the game to go the way it did today, but glad we came out on top. That was huge. We'll see you in New York. Absolutely. Shane Bieber, yesterday's starting and winning pitcher, unbelievable yesterday to, to set the tone for this thing. Miles Straw coming on. Uh, Miles, you were one of the few who actually had base hits today. It was hard out there. How difficult was it to hit? Uh, it was tough. You know, the Rays are known to pitch um, as they did today. You know, it, you know it's going to be a low-scoring game probably between us two teams. And, um, you know, as crazy as it is, one run was all it took today. And, uh, you know, shout-out to our pitchers. They won us that game today. And, you know, I'm just super proud of everyone here today. I mean, we grinded, we battled, you know. You never knew when that game was going to end. And, um, you know, shout out to our pitchers. They're, they're, they're the reason why we're here. Miles, nice going. Thank you. Thank you. That's Miles Straw, center fielder for the Guardians. And we're going to be joined now. Augie Rivero is coming by, and he has Jose Ramirez in tow. And uh, obviously, Jose the hero yesterday. And uh, today, Augie... First off with, with Jose, the, the crowd reaction to him in so many different points today. What does that mean to him as uh, as he works his way through this, this postseason where he is the, the acknowledged star of this ball club? It's something very beautiful. Very beautiful to get that feedback, not only from to my support, but to all, all my teammates, because that's what we're trying to do here. So it's really special to see them supporting us the way how they have. Yesterday, the big home run today, Big plays at third base on defense. Uh, just to, if he can comment on, on the plays that he made defensively and how big they were at the time. That's the beauty of the game. Sometimes you have to support your team with the bat, but sometimes with the defense. That that play allowed us to keep playing because that was going to cost us a run. So I'm very excited I was able to help the team with the defense this time. Jose, thank you. Augie, stay right here. And we are going to welcome in Oscar Gonzalez, the hero of the day today. Oscar, I think it's what every kid dreams about, a walk-off home run in a postseason game that wins a series. Tell us the feeling around the bases when, when you've cleared the fence and, and it's all happening. It's really hard to explain. I have so many things in my head right now because, to be honest, that Simon is not only being able to get the heat but also seeing all the fans supporting me the way they, they did. It was unbelievable, so it's hard for me to put into words. All right, great job. Thank you, Rosie. Guardians a winner here on the Oscar Gonzalez walk-off home run in the bottom of the 15th off of all people, Corey Kluber to the bleachers in left center, and Cleveland eliminates Tampa Bay 1-0 in 15 innings after winning yesterday 2-1. I mean, you can't pitch better than what Cleveland pitched in this series. They give up one run in two games to Tampa Bay. 
course, Tampa Bay only gave up three runs. It was some kind of series here in the wild card round, and this is just kind of like an appetizer. Up next, the division series, game one, Tuesday night. Cleveland will be in the Big Apple to take on the New York Yankees. And we will hear some of the highlights from what turned out to be a thrilling series against the Yankees in the American League Division Series next week. And again, that's our final look back at the 2022 season as we'll close the book on that season and really start to look ahead to 2023 when we come back after the new year. Stay with us. We'll have some final thoughts after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, I noticed it's been a few minutes since you thought about when your quarterback ran into his own teammate and fumbled, technically forcing his own fumble, and then the other team took it in for a score, and then you couldn't turn on the TV for a month without being constantly reminded of the time your quarterback sacked himself and fumbled. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. One nothing raise the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone! How many times can he come through? The answer is infinite. A two-run home run to right center by Jose Ramirez. The pitch, strike three, called ball game. Save number 41 for Classe. Win number 13 for Bieber. And the Guardians, for the fifth time in the last six full years, have won 90 games under Terry Francona. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And don't forget, Progressive Field, the place to be for the Guardians Team Store. And you can pick up all of your uh, holiday items uh, that have extended hours through the holiday season. For those hours, just go to cleguardians.com, the Guardians website, and uh, stop on down. Pick up some of that great Guardians gear and stocking stuffers for the holiday season. And once again, a, a hearty thank you to Jeremy Fedor, the Cleveland Guardians team historian for pinch hitting for me on this show last week. So a tip of the cap to Jeremy. Also, thanks as always to Brian Matze for putting together our shows each week. Until next week, when we join you once again for another edition of Guardians Weekly, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.